It's all going to the dogs. Zeus and Toby Keith both broke records, according to Guinness. No, it isn't what you think. They're both dogs. One is the tallest alive, the other the oldest. And they couldn't be more opposite. Zeus is a Great Dane who lives in Texas, where everything is bigger. The two-year-old male is over three feet five inches tall, and he eats 12 cups of dog food every day. Then there's Toby Keith, the tiny chihuahua. But what he lacks in size, he makes up in longevity. Toby Keith was 21 years and 66 days old on March 16th, when he was declared oldest dog alive. He has a heart condition, but he still gets around. But he isn't as fast as Zeus. The diversity in God's creation is amazing, isn't it? But it's nothing compared to the diversity of the church. A people for God, saved from all tribes, tongues, and nations. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus. All week, we've been in a series called Unplanned. And of course, that title is coming from the movie based on the life of Abby Johnson and her experience with Planned Parenthood and the abortion issue. We heard her story and how she saw the humanity ingrained in the life of the unborn child. We also heard stories of loss and regret met by forgiveness, hope, and also redemption in Christ. And today, over these next few minutes, we're going to look at another subject, something very touching, adoption. In a moment, we're going to hear the story of a woman who was in an abusive relationship and learned she was pregnant. She sought to end her unborn child's life until she saw him on an ultrasound and had great compassion. Actually seeing him, it just, I was still saying I was going to terminate, but I knew deep down I couldn't after that because I just, I couldn't. (laughs) There was just something inside of me that changed. We'll hear more from Jessica and then we'll Turn to God's Word and hear the wonderful story of being adopted into Christ's family and how this truth has encouraged Christians for 2,000 years to adopt unwanted children. After the program, I'd like to send you the DVD of the feature film called Unplanned. When the story was first presented to the Christian producers in Hollywood, they didn't want to make the movie, but then they prayed about it. Lord. I know we're doing a Western. We really want to do a Western. Please, Lord, you know, that's good. Uh, but, we, you know, we pray on everything. And we're doing a Western, right? Right? What I really want <laughs> no you to answer. do is this. And we're like, oh, man. We read the book and it flattened us. And we just said, wow, this is a mighty work here. This is, like, biblical. I mean, this is a biblical situation, a biblical time, and a biblical story that can change everything. And uh, and then he has used it for his glory, so we're okay with that. The Lord changed Carrie Solomon and Chuck Konzelman's hearts. I'm so glad they responded with this movie that has changed the lives of thousands. Abby Johnson was the youngest Planned Parenthood clinic director in the nation. She wanted to help other women. But when she witnessed her first abortion procedure after eight years on the job, her mind and heart were changed forever. It is a challenging movie, yet one that's filled with hope and redemption. Our phone number for after the program is 800-654-2557. 
800-654-2836. Our web address where you can see the trailer is haventoday.org. Haventoday.org. And now, let's hear music by Casting Crowns. You were broken, abandoned, and crying all alone. We were waiting and praying and longing to bring you home. And then we saw your moment you were wrapped up in our hearts we took a step of faith and now here we are will you let me hold you in my arms tonight I have come so far So far to find you, casting crowns here on this haven today. I'm Charles Morris. Our final day in a series this week called Unplanned. Ever heard this question, I'm adopted? Over the years, this has become either the tear-jerking question of a soap opera or the punchline of a comedy sketch. But did you know that as a Christian, 
you're adopted as well. We're in this series unplanned, all week looking at abortion. Not just the topic itself, but the lives that abortion touches. We've heard stories firsthand of loss and regret, as well as forgiveness and hope and redemption. Like abortion, adoption touches human lives, but in a way that's far more profound, even beautiful. And I want you to hear a story now that deals with both. We learned of this story through our executive producer. He's on the board for Riverside Life Services. That's the same town where Haven Ministries is located in Southern California. Jessica had come to the clinic. She was thinking of getting an abortion, but God had other plans in store for her and her unborn son. I was in an abusive relationship, and we had one really big fight where he actually went to jail um, and then I found out I was pregnant shortly after that like within a few days um, so I knew it wasn't going to be a good situation for me to handle that's when I was actually looking to <laughs> for lack of better words terminate the pregnancy so I called Planned Parenthood um, they were going to charge me a fee that I wasn't able to pay at the time so they actually referred me here to Riverside Life Services. So, surprisingly, I didn't know Planned Parenthood does that. <laughs> but when I got here, it's like this is really nice and it's kind of a calming environment. It seemed like I was being taken care of rather than just another patient just trying to get them in and out. Yeah, seeing his heartbeat. And that's all he was. He was just a tiny little heart and it was flickering. Um, and I remember being told, like, oh, that's a strong heartbeat. And, like, inside I was like, oh, because part of me, actually, and it sounds terrible, but part of me wanted something to be wrong. It wanted to be an ectopic pregnancy, something where it wasn't viable, so I didn't have to make the decision to terminate. It would just be done for me. Like, okay, there's no choice in the matter. But um, actually seeing him, <laughs> it just... I was still saying I was going to terminate, but I knew deep down I couldn't after that because I just, I couldn't. <laughs> there was just something inside of me that changed. Financially or emotionally, I'm just not in the right spot. So I knew it wouldn't be fair to him for me to try and raise him on my own without too much support or me being really fully ready. So I chose a family that is ready and is more than ready and more than capable of taking him in. The adopted mom was there in the delivery room with me. Um, it was her on one side and my mom on the other side. And um, it was actually the most beautiful thing I've ever witnessed. And uh, I thought it would be a lot harder than it was, um, but basically, he came out and he was placed on my chest for a couple of seconds and then I said, okay, send him over. And I had the adopted mom, I held her hand for a few seconds because she was just sobbing. Uh, it was, yeah. And so I look up at her, he's over on the other side. I'm like, do you want to go over there? And she's like, yeah, baby, okay, go ahead. And so she's just over, she's just crying. But, and it's the happiest tears I've ever seen. She can't take her eyes off of him and I couldn't take my eyes off of her. And I was just smiling, and I looked over at her, and I said, I don't regret this at all. It was definitely the most beautiful thing I've ever 
done, been a part of, seen, like that's a moment I won't ever forget. <laughs> If you're going to be a birth mom, any kind of hand out that's there to help you is a huge deal. Um, so having Riverside Life Services there, even if it was just a phone call saying, hey, I'm just wondering how you're doing, because you'll fall into patches where you don't feel like you're that great of a person. Um, even when you have a bunch of people telling you, oh, what you're doing is such a selfless thing, it's really hard to not fall into, I'm placing my child, How? who does this? Um, so just having someone there to check up on you every once in a while is like a breath of fresh air, honestly. And that's what Riverside Life Services did for me. I wouldn't have been able to do it without them, for sure. <laughs> well, thank you for helping me with everything, with the pregnancy, and actually from the bottom of my heart, really, thank you. Of course. You made a huge difference of in course. my life. I love you. I love you too. At the very end there, you hear Jessica thanking a team member for Riverside Life Services who was there to pray with her and encourage her through the entire pregnancy. I'm so thankful Jessica let us share her story here on the program. Did you know that there are over 2,000 life centers across North America who are there to help women and fathers keep their children and raise them as well? And if you'd like to find a center that is close to you, just go to care-net.org. This is Haven Today in a series called Unplanned. You know, abortion and adoption, that's a fitting way to describe the great human saga of sin and redemption. We might even say that God faced the question of abortion when Adam sinned in the garden. His creation was in its infancy. He could have just walked away from it. Some might have argued it would have been the responsible thing to do, even the compassionate thing to do. How could God bring life into a crazy, fallen world? How could he allow his children to grow up where sin and evil and death surrounded them? If he couldn't give them the life he originally intended for them, wouldn't it have been better to just end it all? Of course, Unlike a child in the womb, Adam and Eve brought destruction upon themselves. The wages of sin is death. They knew that. Yet they sinned anyway. They willingly and willfully rebelled against their Creator God, and the Lord would have been perfectly just to execute their death sentence right then and there. It would have been tragic, yes, but just. But the Lord didn't choose abortion. He chose adoption. He decided to redeem those who were condemned to death. You see, adoption is not simply the continuance of life. It's the gracious provision of what had been lost. To the fatherless, God became a father. To the orphaned, God brought a family. To the abandoned, God secured an inheritance. To those who were alienated from the Lord, strangers to his promise of life, having no hope and without God in the world, the Lord rescued, redeemed, and reconciled. In short, God adopted those who, by the logic of the world, should have been aborted. For the world, adoption is something considered a cheap knockoff to what a real family is meant to be. And if you buy into that idea, 
you're essentially saying that biology is superior to family. Now, it is true that biological reproduction is the way most families are formed, but family transcends biology and reproduction in important ways. Nature biologically reproduces every day. But a family is so much more than a forest of trees or a school of fish. It's even more than two human beings producing a child. Family is not just reproduction, but identity, community, fellowship, love, belonging, and inheritance. I could go on. You see, adoption, not just reproduction, can provide all these essential elements of what it means to be a family. There are many ways we connect with God's adoption of fallen humanity in Christ to human adoption. This is such a rich topic that we could have easily talked about this one theme all week. But in our final few minutes together, I want us to see how adoption can concretely impact the issue of abortion. And not just the issue, but the real human lives behind the issue. First, you could adopt a child. Of course, you don't need to be a Christian to adopt or see its importance. But as Christians, we all should seriously consider adopting a child because we've all been adopted in Christ by our Heavenly Father. It's one way we can share some of the grace and love that have been lavished upon us. I'd encourage every believer in Jesus listening today to bring this option and lay it out before the Lord in prayer. Would you ask your Father in heaven to show you if adoption is something you and your family should consider? Perhaps you aren't in the position to adopt at the moment, but there are a number of ways that you can play a part. You can pray for those families considering adoption as well as those who are considering abortion. Never underestimate the power of prayer. The Lord is pleased to use our prayers to accomplish his plans. You can also become a foster family or get involved in a big brother or big sister program. You can informally adopt a single parent that you know. You can pray for them and check in on them and babysit for them and share life with them. But maybe you're on the other side of adoption. You just found out that you're pregnant You're weighing your options. Maybe raising your child yourself doesn't seem possible. You want the best for your child, but you aren't sure that you can provide that to them. Well, adoption is something for you to consider as well. Some parents struggle with this decision. They think that to give their child up for adoption is the same thing as giving up on them. But nothing could be further from the truth. The Lord did the same thing for us. He placed us in Christ so that he could relate to us as our Heavenly Father. When you place your child with a family, you're doing something very similar. You're not giving up on them. You're giving your child a future. Even if you care for them directly, you're loving and caring for them in every way that matters by giving them over to a family for adoption. In 1 John 3, 1, John revels in his adoption in Christ. See what great love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. 
Whether you're in the position of adopting a child or placing your child in adoption, see what great love you are showing that child. May I just suggest that you choose love first, choose life first, and choose adoption. How deep the Father's love for us How vast beyond all measure That He should give His only Son To make a wretch His treasure How great the pain of searing loss The Father turns His face away As wounds which mar the chosen one Bring many sons to glory Salem, their version of Stuart Townend's How Deep the Father's Love for Me here on Haven Today and a program called Unplanned. I want you to rejoice in the story about how Abby Johnson came to celebrate life. She thought she was helping women have a better life, but 10 years ago, her life was changed forever. She, for the first time after working for years for Planned Parenthood, saw an abortion herself 
and was asked to participate. What I saw during the abortion procedure was shocking because I saw that baby begin to move and recoil and tried to flee. I was shocked. I knew that, you know, after seeing that abortion, I was going to have to make a decision. And I knew that ultimately the decision was going to have to be that I would leave. That's the real Abby Johnson describing what she saw. The scene is hard to watch. But unplanned also shows how God can change hearts on the matter of abortion and, yes, bring redemption. We've never offered an R-rated movie on this radio program. But the R rating has nothing to do with language or sexuality. It actually shows Hollywood's bias and an apparent attempt to hinder the movie's release. I know Unplanned will help everyone who sees it find the humanity in the unborn child and show you through Abby Johnson's personal and true story that healing and forgiveness are available from the Lord for all who've been affected by abortion. Here's our phone number. You can call right now to decide the issue for yourself. The number is 800-654-2836. That's 800-654-2836. Or on our website, you can watch the movie trailer and then get the DVD there at haventoday.org haventoday.org. I'm Charles Morris. Thank you so much for joining me. Won't you come back again next Monday when again we'll be together and we'll share together the great story. And it's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. If Christians should be the happiest people on earth because of their deep-rooted joy in the Lord, they should also be the least vengeful. Vengeance is mine, the Lord says. Paul continues in Romans 12, don't take revenge, dear friends. Instead, feed your hungry enemy. Give him some water. We must actively show mercy. We must go out of our way to love the unlovable. After all, this is exactly what Christ did for us. Showing mercy should be easy, but revenge seems easier. We love because he first loved us. Instead of revenge, we move toward love and service. Let love be genuine. Live at peace with everyone. This is the way of Christ for us. Get Anchor devotional and print monthly. Visit getanchor.com.